don't need up on the side they hear everyone here. Can you raise Today is the 16th of December 2012. We are so we are in Upamlet at the Stillwater Meditation Hall during our winter retreat. It's around 2007. I I have welcomed a journalist of Time magazine at the the Lama Cloud Temple in Ho Chi Minh City. She interviewed Thai several times already. Every time he came to Vietnam, like 2005, she interviewed once, and 2007 she had been interviewed again. She she has interviewed Thai again, and they re, they re, during that that moment I came back for the reason to make a mass requiem mass is a big ceremony for those who uh, pass away during the war. And after the interview, and she asked me the question, there is anything you want to tell your reader of Time magazine? Do you like to say something to your reader? I know that you have said everything, but maybe if you want to tell something very special for your reader, And I breath, I follow my breath, and then, and I said yes. And I said that, go home and heal yourself. Go home and heal yourself. It's, don't agitate too much. <laughs> go home and heal yourself. And that sentence shocked her and moved her a lot to the extent that she couldn't tell. She couldn't tell what she had to view me. And she came back and healed herself more than anything. Go home, take care of yourself, heal yourself. Don't do anything before you are healed. And she was so moved. And she healed herself. And I think that she didn't understood deeply what I said. She thought that she had to abandon everything buy a ticket and go back to United States. It's not my meaning. You don't need to buy a ticket to go back to your home in order to heal. Go back to Germany, to India, to uh, to anywhere in order to, 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 to heal yourself. She didn't understand. 
And according to my teaching, is your home is in the present moment. Now and here, go back to yourself deeply, profoundly, relaxingly, happily. Until now, we went around, 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 and we searched, and we think that we must finish that, we must complete that, we must do that. And you always have something to finish. And you think that only when finished, you finish that, you can fulfill yourself. But after that, you need another thing, and after that, another thing, and you can never stop. And you keep doing things, and more you do, the healing is not possible. If you look for something, You always try to do something, and the healing is not possible. My idea is like that. My aim of this sentence is like that. Go home. Don't go around. Wherever you are, you must be here and now. You're already home where you are here, where you are now. And with peace, with stealing here and now, it's possible to bring you home. You don't need to buy a ticket to go home. And you don't need to do anything else. Come back to your in-breath, come back to your out-breath. Rest, be there, totally there, be still. That is going home. So... You go back to your home. Every step is a mindfulness. It's mindful being there. Every breath is also is the same. If any in-breath and out-breath with mindfulness and breathe in and breathe out. You are dwelling in the present moment in your body, around you, in peace. Letting go every project, every thinking. Be there totally with your in-breath and out-breath. Be there with your present. The present moment where you are, on the train, here, in your room, on the toilet, only there, when you can dwell in the present moment like that, the healing will taking place. In our society, everyone is somehow a little bit sick. We have... Big sickness or small sickness, light sickness, but we are all have something, some extent being sick. So we need to heal ourselves to be solid, to be peace, to be still. There is many, many people are so sick in this society. It looks normal, but deep inside there is no peace. Recently there is a man who just 
normal. But that day he took several guns. He came to a children's school and he shoot his mom. He shoot 20 person, 27 person die in that school in United States, in Connecticut. Because, yes, he has no peace and something unrest in him. And there is so many psychiatrists, hospitals, there is so many bad um, people who are, these look all, all right outside. And so we can heal ourselves, our despair. If you go back to your home only, be totally with your in-breath, be totally with your out-breath. Drop your anger, drop your irritation, drop your dispersion, drop your thinking of that and that. Be totally with your in-breath, calming, releasing, and you can heal. And slowly you see that little wounds, that bigger wound, and then you can heal. But go back to your in-breath and out-breath and be in the present moment where you are. Because that man, when he shoot the children, he have no anger against the, these children. And he's no anger to other persons, so lovely children. They are like angels. But how come that you take a gun and you shoot them? He should be very sick. But look outside, it's okay. So today, when our, when we make formal meal, we will send our good energy to these children and also to all these sick people who cannot heal themselves. And we have to heal ourselves in the present moment, live deeply our present moment. And what we study here, and the healing could be done now, here, well, in the present moment. And at every of your step. And so train yourself to go back to the island of yourself. Be totally with your in-breath. Be totally with your out-breath. Be totally with the present moment. We are now in this room, but when you go out, be totally when, with your step. Totally with the grass. Totally with this bare tree, totally with the toilet, totally with the dining room, totally in the present moment. Don't let your mind go around. When you make this mindful movement, you lift your arm. If you are really present with this movement, it's already healing. You lift your arm. You do not dream that, oh, I will heal myself, I have more strong in my health. No, you only lift your hand. And if you dwell in the present moment, in your in-breath and out-breath, suddenly you see that is your father, mother, or your ancestor is lifting the hand like you. And you don't see yourself as a separate self. You are doing that for your mom, your dad, your grandpa, grandma, both lineage, fourth lineage. And then they are doing in the same time than you. And then you see deeply in the present moment, you are lifting thousands of hands of your ancestors in the present moment. It's so wonderful. Have you seen? And then you have, you are touching the ultimate dimension while you lift your hand. And then, and you see on your ancestor, your spiritual ancestor, as well as your blood ancestor, your friend, those who care, are in this self.
call yourself, but you don't have a separate self. So in that self, there is all the ancestor, all the good friend, all the good people, and then, then you are lifting your hand. Of course, the side effect will be bringing you some health, but there is a joy of the present moment to lift your two arms. In Vietnam, there is at least two, two Zen masters, the Thai Center. Thai Center said that you know that is illusion, you will not follow it. Yeah. And another Zen master is Sit Yat Han. I'm home, I arrive, I'm home. And I'm home, is here where you are. I'm home when I brush my teeth. Uh, when I go to the toilet, I also home. When I go for the Buddha hall, is I'm home. And when I do everything, I'm home at that very moment. It's not in order to do it finish, in order to go to... So everywhere you go, you arrive. Everywhere you go, you are home. In the toilet, you are home. In the Buddha hall, you are home. In the dining room, you are home. So wherever you are, you are home. And that is what teach teach Yatan. But the other Zen master, you see that illusory, you don't follow it. Every your perception is illusory, so don't follow it. It's okay. Don't say that I cannot do it. You don't say that you cannot do it. You arrive, you are home, you are here, you are home. When you stand up, you put your your feet into your shoes. You are home in your shoes on that present moment. You are home with the sunshine outside. You are home with everything around you. You see many wonderful things of life. And you are not you are not that energy who push you to run, to run and to run. There is a And then there is that stillness. That stillness is very important. It's with you. It's with you. It's happened right away. It's happened right away. You don't need to go anywhere. It's happened, happened right away when you are aware that you are here. Now you are healing. Every breath, every step, every act is going home. Going home is not buying the ticket to go back to your ancestor home or anywhere. Even you sit 10 hours on the plane, you buy a taxi, you hire a taxi to go home, you arrive to your home, you do not, you are not home. Maybe you enter and you say that home sweet home and then you are happy for a few days or even a few hours and then you are carried away by doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that and then you are not home. Because you don't know every breath, every step is your home. And that journalist... She understood Thai, and she understand. <laughs> After hearing Thai, she bought the ticket to go back home, but I don't know if she have.
heal herself or not. Yesterday, I go home and heal. Is his calligraphy for you? His home here is not your house in United States or in Germany or in Scandinavian or in any country of Asia. Home is where you are at this present moment with your in breath, with your out breath. Every breath where you are, you are home. When you drive, don't rush. You are home. When you are on your car, you enjoy the landscape outside. And when you walk, you enjoy the landscape outside and your being there. Your step is home. And then, wherever you are putting your feet, you are home. And every act like that have the ability to heal you. So, so the teaching of I'm, I have arrived, I'm home. We practice for many, 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 many years. But if somebody asks you, what do you learn in Plum Village? You only say that I learn to be home at every of my in-breath and out-breath where I am. And I feel relaxed, peace, letting go. There are how many, a number of us have have attained that achievement of being home. Because when you look at him, look at her, the way she walks, the way she sits, the way he looks, the way he put his step, you see right away that he is already home. She is already home. How many of you have achieved that achievement? You cannot say that I have arrived. I'm home. No, the way you walk, the way you act, the way you is is revealing a lot. And you arrive or you have not arrived. People see right away. And that person is healing. So you don't need to learn too much. Just learning, I'm home, I'm here, I'm home, wherever I am. That's enough. You don't need to learn a lot about Buddhism. (laughs) Try to be there. And don't think that when you achieve that, you will be happy. You are happy right away when you first make the first drive, breathing in. I'm happy, I'm home. And when you cut carrot, I'm happy, I'm home. When I'm cutting carrot or peeling the carrot, I'm wonderful that I'm home. Uh, cutting the, the, uh, the, the wood. And then wash the dishes, sanitizing the dishes, and do everything in the present moment deeply, happily, with freedom. You have arrived, you are home. It's become kind of reality for you to live. So, so if you don't feel that you are peace, you don't feel that you have, don't have enough peace, 
you have to practice that. It's very simple, but very profound. I guarantee it's very profound. Your friend, everyone is practicing, and we come here. This is only the collective energy that there are those who arrive here and to practice only two things. I arrive, I'm home. There are those who achieve already. There are those who are not achieving yet. But you can see among the practitioners, those who are very peaceful, relaxed, those who are less peaceful, relaxed, but we all are coming to that direction. You arrive at every of your step. You arrive at any of your in-breath and out-breath. The healing is at every breath. The healing is at every step. The healing is at every act. We work for children, we work for adults, we work for, we breathe for these children who were murdered last few days in Connecticut. And not only in Connecticut, quite a few, few schools have, have done that. It's not the same day, but a few weeks earlier. And these people are really sick and they really need the healing. And you start by healing yourself and you send your good energy to them. This society needs you to be peace. This society needs you to be healed. In order, you only need to heal yourself. And then you think of your mom, your mom will be healed. You think of them, they will receive some of your energy. So, and so even you are a big teacher or a small teacher, you have to practice that. If no, you keep going around. You can give a long, beautiful Dhamma talk in Buddhism, but you still go around. Now we study the Sutra. This big mistake in the sutra. I found a mistake. They call a, a worm. It means a mistake, big mistake in the sutra. In Vietnamese, he said that I found a big worm in the translation. It means I found some big mistake. In order to prove that this teaching is real teaching of the Buddha. Damasio. In Pali, it's called Tritakana. And the Sanskrit is Tachana, Lachana. Damasio in English, Damasio, Fab Ang. Ang is the seal. Wherever they call teaching of the Buddha, but you don't see this seal, it means this criterion. And then you know that it's not the teaching of the Buddha. So then that seal 
is impermanence, the first seal. If the teaching is look like everything is permanent, that is not the teaching of the Buddha. The teaching of Buddha is that everything is impermanent. And the second seal is no self. I mean, if you see that there is an eternal self, that is not the teaching of the Buddha. The teaching of the Buddha is a no separate self. And the third one is nirvana. Nirvana is the extinction of all the notion. But in the Theravadan tradition, they didn't recognize the three seals like that. They make a mistake. They make the first one is impermanent, is okay. The second is no self, is okay. Third one. And in the Mahayanist, they also said that impermanent and no self. And the third one is Nirvana. Why in the Theravadan, they said that impermanent, no self, but the third one is not, they, they do not mention yet. And both Vunga, impermanence and no self, is in the ultimate dimension, no, excuse me, in the historical dimension, I mean, there is things like that, it's change, it's change, it's change, things like that, there's no separate self, the self at five year old, different from the self of 20 year old, different from the self of 30 year old, no self, that we are still in the um, relative dimension, in the historical dimension, but there is a more profound dimension we call ultimate dimension. And the third seal is the belonging to the ultimate dimension in the absolute truth, in the very, very profound dimension. In the relative dimension, historical dimension, there is, there is always... People thinks is impermanent, but you see things like uh, permanently there, and then, and then, and everything have no separate self. But you behave like everything have a separate self. My pride is hurt because he said so. My pride is etc. So they behave like that, and then you suffer. So there is a, a road leading you from the relative truth that I am different from others, bad people. And there is a road leading you to the deeper dimension. And the deep dimension is the ultimate dimension, very profound. You see that you somehow contribute to his bad behavior. You somehow have done something not very skillful to make things like that. And so that mistake that happened is not only from him or from her, but from you too. And you see that you are one in this uh, mis this miscommunication, this unskillfulness. And you try to embrace, you try to be one, you try to be healed together, that you arrive to the ultimate dimension and you are one with him, you are one with everything. So the, the disintoxication road is that road of, um, that is interconnection. They call, sometimes they call antidote 
of that uh, relative uh, truth. Relative truth is I'm good, they are bad. Those who kill the children, they are bad, I'm good. But you see somehow our society is like that. You are more or less indirectly responsible of that. And so you need that antidote. And the antidote of disintoxication, disintoxication, it means that you remove the toxin. And you restore, toxin is, you have a separate, everything is said, that man is bad, forever he will be bad. But impermanence, because he was bad, but he could change, he could be better, she could be better. And then, and the Buddha, is there to help you with that disintoxication way. And that disintoxication way is that three Dhamma seal. At least two first one. Impermanent separate self. And the Buddha is not a philosopher. He really offers you concrete, concrete tools for you to heal, for you to heal your society, for you to heal the world. Yeah, the aim of the Buddha is to disintoxicate. The heretic way, the wrong perception is the toxin. You see things permanent. That man is bad. He's forever bad. He needs to be killed or something like that. And you are good. You are always good. That is term. That is permanent. Everything is impermanent. You can be good today, but if you are surrounded by bad people, you become slowly, slowly, it's not very good. So it's the same for, and then vongya, it means no separate self. Yourself is so good. Your family is so good. But if you are surrounded by so bad people, judgmental, cruel, and selfish, and then you slowly, slowly become like them. You have no separate self. And yourself will be contaminated. And so you need the intoxication that knows the self, knows self in impermanent. And tends to impermanent, you know that you try to nourish yourself with the good condition all, all the time. And you try to nourish yourself, so, so-called self, with all the time. And then when you arrive to the ultimate dimension where you feel that there is no separation. You are one with that person. You are one with the other person. You are one with the tree. You are one with the sunshine. You are one with the rabbit. You are one with the snake. You are one with the good person. You are one with the other person. You try to live deeply and try to do something to help him to be less poisonous, to help him, her less poisonous, why you use, use on these tools of impermanent and no self. And when you arrive to the totally, the third seal is, is nirvana. Nirvana is the extinction of all the notions, especially the, 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 the wrong perception. Because you know that on your perception, you perceive things, you only perceive one part. But you try to be humble and to, to discover more and more and more of your partial wrong perception in order to arrive to the total perception. So, so impermanence and non-self is a kind of medicine for disintoxicating. And then 
when you see that and you arrive to a, like you buy um, a tool for for planting your potatoes and so the tools the farming tools is for you to use the farm to to farm and to plant tree so the teaching is only the tools so impermanence and non-self are only tools for you to arrive to that achievement that you are one with everything you are your compassion embrace yourself embrace people around you embrace and try to fix in order to have enough peace for the big togetherness yeah when you see like already when you see that you overcome the fanatism because and you overcome the dogmatism dogmatism is you are sure that you are like that the other is bad you are good and without that if you don't believe on that you are wrong and so you know that they are not doing well is partly of my not contributing to what happened and so you try your best to include first you can do anything at least you send your good energy compassion to that man who make big 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 mistake but you see in which way that you can prevent some some nearby etc so you are not dogmatic first at all you are not dogmatism dogmatic you are not fanatic and you can see things very clear true buddhist will never use sword you never use a gun so never use a violent word you never use a gun and so when the muslim came and destroyed buddhist temple the buddhist monk just run away they don't they don't make a war to fight against the muslim hmm. So they are they are translating sutra they are do thing but they run they if they can keep with them the the sutra they bring it with them but they don't use gun to fight the muslim we follow the path of embracing compassion and if you want to protect that path would you use gun and you violent that is not buddhism is not the teaching of inclusiveness of great compassion of the buddha and so the monk even they destroy huge temple wonderful work of the buddhist the monk just run <laughs> they don't they don't want to fight they didn't want to fight they practice non-violent resistance in order resistance against their own anger to see all the work they have done they already do also resistance but non-violent the inner resistance to fight against their anger their wrong perception in order to embrace to love and so when you arrive to the ultimate dimension you have to throw away the medicine it means that, that when you arrive to the ultimate dimension you have to throw away the the boat who brought you from the ignorant shore to the enlightenment shore 
So when you arrive to that other shore, you have to abandon the boat. You have to abandon the medicine you use because you use that medicine to heal your disease, but you always take that medicine. It will kill you. You only need to heal. And so, so no self impermanence are only medicine. And then you have to throw it when you arrive to the ultimate dimension. When you feel that you are one with everyone, you enjoy, you include. So, you don't need the medicine anymore. When you say like that, and I go to the detail now. There are a number of, of Buddhists, not many, not small number. It's quite a big number of Buddhists. They are obsessed. They are obsessed by They asked Vietnamese what he won't get the word. So he was obsessed by the idea that impermanence is suffering. Impermanence is suffering. Life is suffering. Quite a number of Buddhists who are obsessed by the idea that life is suffering. Life is suffering. Life is impermanent. And so life is suffering. So they use the third Damasio as the word suffering. Instead of Nirvana as the third seal. So the teaching of the Buddha is taught by four noble truths. The first noble truth is you have to recognize the sickness, the ill-being, the suffering of you. And then when everything is suffering, if the Buddha said that life is suffering, so everything should be suffering. But in fact, the Buddha didn't say that life is suffering if you see things impermanent, but you consider them like permanent. Life is suffering if you if the, the things is no self, but you consider like a separate self, and life will be suffering. So the Buddha said that when the Buddha first noble truth, you have to recognize that there is suffering. And so right away they think that, oh, life is suffering. And they are caught by the word, life is suffering. But you have to remember that very simple sentence of the Buddha. If there is suffering, it means there is happiness. If there is suffering, must have happiness. If there is happiness, but you enjoy without looking deeply, you will not nourish that happiness, but you transform them into suffering. So, so the Buddha said that life is suffering because you don't see things impermanent, you don't see things non-self. And so when you see things 
impermanent and non-self, but you accept them with joy. And then you arrive to nirvana, it means releasing on the notion and enjoy the interbeing, the in, enjoy the impermanence. Tend to impermanent that you're uh, five-year-old, now you are this 25-year-old, young, bright, wonderful woman. If no, you are no longer... If there's no impermanence, how you can become from five-year-old girl to that 25-year young woman? So that is wonderful to accept impermanence like it is. You don't complain that is suffering. So that is the Buddha teach you to go that because you suffer, because you think that things is permanent, thing is separate self, and but because... Uh, there is, besides suffering, there is joy, there is happiness. And in order to come from suffering to joy and happiness, you have to go on the path of seeing things as impermanent. I enjoy to be 5 year old, I enjoy to be 20 year old, I enjoy to be 50 year old. Wherever I go, I enjoy the impermanent. I enjoy the non-self, and I enjoy the interbeing. She is like that because I am like that. And then if you accept that path, you arrive to the ultimate dimension and you are happy. So, some, quite a number of Buddhists are obsessed by the idea that life is suffering. And so they make, oh, it must be the third. The third uh, Damasio must be suffering. So instead of saying the third suffering, the third damasio is uh, nirvana, they change into suffering. So, then, then quite a number of Buddhists try to insert into the damasio and suffering. And you don't need to have that damasio in order so that everything you suffer because that there is damasio that is suffering. And so if the teaching of the Buddha where there is no suffering is not, not the teaching of the Buddha, that is wrong. The Buddha never says so. Mm. And so the damasio, impermanent, no self, nirvana, and then impermanence and non-self, that is historical dimension, relative dimension. But when you practice impermanence, no self, and then you arrive to the ultimate dimension. And so the third Damasio is nirvana, is you are in the ultimate dimension. You are no longer in the historical relative dimension. You arrive to the absolute dimension where you are one with everything. And if there is some Buddhist school who said that three Dhammasya without Nirvana is not a three seal of the Buddha, it's not complete, it's incomplete only. Impermanent is okay, and, and, and no self is okay, but Nirvana must be the third seal. And there is the sutra called Kachayana Sutra. In that sutra, it belongs to Theravadan school too, as well as Mahayana. In that school, the Buddha mentioned very clear about the third seal. I understand already. I don't need to sit.
the sutra 262 if you have been distributed and that ah, not Kachayana but Chanda Sutra because before Chanda is Chachayana when the Buddha passed away and Chanda is the one who have not been among during the time of the Buddha. And when the Buddha passed away, he came to ask many high monks, what is the essential teaching of the Buddha, like an impermanence, no self, and nirvana. And all of them have said, but then, but Chanda didn't believe. And then Chanda had to write, come and go very far to see Nanda, Ananda, the one who have a good memory. And he asked, and then, and Ananda said the same. And that is a sutra called Chanda Sutra. Chanda Sutra is a sutra where, where Ananda make very clear is three seal, three dhamma seal given by the Buddha is impermanence, no self, and nirvana. Everybody know by heart. And so when in the Kachayana Sutra, Chanda came and asked, and they said so. But when they arrived to, no, no, but when the Buddha passed away, he came to ask every high monk, they mentioned three Dhammasil, impermanence, non-self, and nirvana, but Chanda didn't believe. So he came to, he came to Ananda, and Ananda repeat the Kachayana Sutra, and repeat again the teaching of the Buddha, impermanent, no self, and nirvana. And so, so I discover in the Pali Sutra, and they, they didn't dare to change, because there is a sutra given by the Buddha, by Ananda, and so they didn't dare to change. And so the, 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 those who combined the Pali Canon didn't put, and so they put only impermanent and non-self, and they don't dare to put suffering. If you say that the Dharma seal is suffering, it means that the Buddha also suffers, the only good monk also suffer. Everyone who suffer is not correct, and so they don't dare, and so they remove the third one. They put impermanent and no self, and no third namasio. So if you read the Chanda Sutra, you see that formula have been repeated several times. Everything is impermanent. Everything is impermanent. Everything is have no self, and nirvana is the total peace. And this sutra have been very, very, very correct, tight, tight, and people repeat, repeat, repeat several times. Everything is impermanent. Everything have no self. Everything when the nirvana. It means the extension of all the notion is a deep, true peace. And so many schools don't dare to mention the nirvana, but they don't dare to put 
the word suffering in. So there is some, 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 some proof have been shown in the Nagarjuna and in Nagarjuna is mentioned very clear. The three Dhamma seal is impermanence, no self, and Nirvana. And he, Nagarjuna, at the beginning was a Theravada monk. And after that, then he kind of, kind of link between Mahayana and Theravada. So Ananda is a monk in the time of the Buddha who had very good memory. And so he tung tuyang, it means he recite, he, he enumerate all the teaching of the Buddha. At the time of the Buddha, there is no printing machine, no recording, no, no paper, no, no writing. And so the Buddha taught everything people have to know by heart. And then they repeat. And so among the students of the Buddha, there is a group of those who are, they call, um, who have good memory, they call kinshu, so they, they record orally, mentally, but they speak out the teaching of the Buddha, what I hear at that time, and so, so, so I also do the work of the Ananda too. Sishyan Han, I'm doing the work of Ananda. And I try to see what is incorrect, I try to correct. It's like Ananda who have correct the view of Chanda because Chanda don't believe or what the other monk said. So Ananda correct the in order to have the right view. And if in the future people say that, Vishyan Han, who are you today to correct the, 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 the teaching of the Buddha? And you have to answer for me. You say that, no, he only do the work of Ananda. Okay? <laughs> This sheet of, of sutra, the handwriting of Thai distribute, is one side is in English and one in Vietnamese. It's nice to have the handwriting of Thai. You just come, just try to keep it. <laughs> one side is in English and one side in Vietnamese. In English, I read in English first. This part is exists in many sutra. It exists in many sutra. If it's wrong, if my attention is wrong, is we were wrong everything. What do you think, O monk? Is rupa permanent or impermanent? Rupa is form. What do you think, monk? Form is permanent or impermanent? Is what? Until now, there is nothing to to refuse. Huh? And the monk answer, yes, impermanent, venerable one, Buddha. Everything is impermanent. Our feelings, perception, mental formation, and consciousness, permanent or impermanent? An impermanent, venerable Buddha. And here that is 
What is impermanent is something pleasant or painful. That is the sentence they put in. And I think that is a wrong, this is a big worm, big mistake. But what is impermanent is something pleasant or painful. If you accept impermanence, you have to accept the non-self. Permanent is something eternal, permanent. You look at the five group of elements who make your body form, feeling, mental profession, consciousness, all are impermanence. So your feeling, your perception, all the mental formation, not, not a single one who is permanent. And so if you see impermanent, you have to accept non-self. Because yourself at five year old, yourself is seven year old already, there is many input, many output. And you are changing. You are also, you are no longer a separate self. You are 20 year old. You are no longer the same self. Because you have many input and output. And so, if you accept impermanence, you have to accept non-self. If you accept that you have a permanent soul, a permanent soul should be the same at the beginning to the end. So, if you don't accept the permanent soul from five year old to forty year old. So this is not logical. It's not the same from five year old to forty year old. So 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 for instance a dictator regime it now is collapse. It brings a lot of joy. Without impermanence how the dictator regime can become a free regime. And if if you want, everything should be permanent. So a bad regime will continue permanently to be bad regime until, 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 until. It's terrible. So impermanent is good. And if things is permanent, the grain of corn will become eternally a grain of corn. You will never have a plant of corn, an ear of corn to eat. If without impermanence, and then the little girl continue to be the little girl all her life. She will never become a young, wonderful woman. And so, impermanent must be a very positive, very encouraging, a very encouraging teaching. And but not is only a teaching. He only point out for us to observe. We see to observe by ourselves, by our own observation. It's not forcing us to believe him. Another reason, solid reason, Damasio is, is describing the phenomenon like this sheet of paper. If we say that this sheet of paper is impermanent, it's okay. And you say that this sheet of paper is no self? Yes. Because you... If you see that sheet of paper is impermanent, okay, no self, okay, but you say that this paper is suffering, it's funny. <laughs> because the sheet of paper is not suffering. Because things is impermanent, but you keep, you keep to want them permanent, that is wrong. And then you suffer because you take something 
impermanent for permanent. And when things is not like that, you suffer. So you suffer because of your ignorance. So, Damasio is impermanent, it's okay. Damasio is no self, yes. But Damasio is Nirvana, okay. But Damasio is suffering, is not correct. So that rock is impermanent. That rock is no self. If we say that that rock is suffering, it's funny. The rock do not suffer. The rock doesn't suffer. Suffering when you have hmm, agitation in your mind, you suffer, you disagree, you don't accept that. That is painful and vulnerable. That is not I said that that is a big mistake in that sentence. But what is impermanent is something pleasant or painful, and the answer painful and venerable one. Everything is impermanence lead to suffering is not correct. If you have sickness and there is no impermanence, how you can be healed? Hmm. You don't see the positive part of impermanence. If there is no impermanence, the grain of corn continue to be permanently the grain of corn, and then you can never have a plant of corn, ear of corn to eat. And that is why. And so that is about 12 links. There is, there is um, feeling, there is attachment. But feeling for the liberate person is not attachment. You, you see the positive, you see the negative, you see things, and it's, it's not attachment. So you say that feeling bring to attachment according to the traveling is not correct. And he is the same. Because impermanent is painful. But what is impermanent? Painful subject to change could be. What is impermanent is could be. Said this. This being to me, this is I am. This is myself. And there is so many, this mistake repeat, repeats, repeat. So impermanent, no self, suffering. And then, and that is, you have to make it clear to the Buddha that the, the wrong interpretation of what the Buddha said. You have that impermanence, no self, and nirvana in the Chanda Sutra already. The essential teaching of the Buddha is impermanent, no self, and nirvana. And there is two dimensions, historical dimension and an ultimate dimension. But this sutra, if it's only, only suffering, 
that is not ultimate dimension, is not uh, true ultimate sutra. So we have to renew it, revise it. So in order to restore the true meaning, teaching of the Buddha. So I read in Vietnamese, you see whether it's the same language in the Buddha, huh? Pai is doing the work of Ananda, huh? What do you think, O monk? Is rupa permanent or impermanent? The monk answer, impermanent, venerable one. Are feeling, perception, mental formation, and consciousness permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, dear Buddha. But of what is impermanent subject to change could be rightly said. This is a self. This belong to this. This I am. I read. I will read in English again because it goes very fast. I cannot. That is what I restore. Thưa thầy đọc tiếng Anh dùm. Rupa is form. Rupa is form, is matter. Mental formation and consciousness permanent or impermanent? Impermanent, the monk answer. Monk meditation on impermanent and a non-self practitioner will get to the right view of no birth, no death, no being, no non-being, no coming, no going, no eternity, no annihilation. This is nirvana. This is the, the liberation. Also suffering. This is the true happiness. So there is in the sutra, there is some Big warm, big warm, fatai warm is a big error. Yeah, big warm. I just discover, and I only do the work of Ananda. In Majima Nagaya number 36, there is a part that the Buddha reported what he had done before being enlightened. This one time where the Buddha used violence in order to force himself suppress himself and he used in the past during his um, practice and it doesn't 
it didn't bring success and it make him suffer and he report that in order to show the nonviolent way because he reported that there is moment where I was not enlightened at all and I said why don't we ha- I have to 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 keep my mouth shut and then use to suppress my emotion and like a very strong man take a weak person and force that weak person to obey and so I I use my tongue to to press and use my mind to to destroy my bad mind and then I sweat and I suffer a lot even and but I keep my mindfulness very strong in order to suppress myself but mindfulness is there but I suffer I suffer and my feeling increase the suffering the Buddha said so but he only report when he was not successful but nowadays nowadays it means later on they took it as a practice in the teaching of the Buddha and that is wrong that I discover So the Buddha just remind his bad experience and advise us not to use that methods. But this part have been put into the part of the teaching of the Buddha like a good practice. So they put in that sutra so they discover that is it incoherent, it's not coherent. In the Sutra Vitaka Santana Sutra M twenty Majima twenty. This sutra also exists in in the Chinese canon, Chinese Tripikataka called Tangtutam. In the Manima Akama. Vitaka 
Shivaka Santana. They repeat like a strong man who tried to suppress that weak man. Dear monk, if you try to suppress your unkind feeling, you have to have to press that feeling, that bad feeling in you, like somebody who 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 keep her mouth shut. An awesome feeling and awesome uh, formation linked with craving and anger. If this affliction continues to arise, you have to. Trench your teeth and uh, to suppress, press your tongue to the roof of your mouth. You have to beat your down. That is not the Buddha teaching. He said that he mentioned that when he was unsuccessful, when he he didn't. But in the form, it looked like the sutra repeat what he have he failed to read. To, to 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 be to practice. So in the in the four foundation of mindfulness, when you practice mindfulness on your body, there is a sutra called mindfulness in your body. Tinim tang. In the Chinese text, you see the sutra Foundation of Mindfulness. The Sutra number 98 of Matthima And the Sutra of Awareness of our, mind, of our Body, Mindfulness of Our Body. The Sutra number 8 of Matthima. Agama. They receive, they repeat the same mistake, and they said that we must, we must practice like that, using your strength to suppress your unwholesome feeling. That is not the way the Buddha teach. So he read that, that wrong, that wrong. That weakness the Buddha have done before he was enlightened, and they repeat exactly like uh, they want to suppress. Use your tongue, press on the truth of your mouth in order to turn 
do that, that, suppress that. So they put into the sutra things that the Buddha didn't say. That is a big womb, big mistake. And it's not only one sutra, it's in many sutra. In the Pali, in the Pali text is the same as well as Chinese text. All are And they advise you to do what the Buddha failed to to succeed before enlightened. So when you study and you practice, you have to use also your scholar way of seeing things plus your intelligence to practice. There is a sutra called Kalama. Kalama Sutra. Kalama Sutra is very good. Kalama is a sutra who the Buddha spoke to a number of um, royal family of something, of some kingdom. So Kirama people came to Sitai. There is so many good Dhamma teachers who came here and they, and every Dhamma teacher said that my my teaching is the best. My teaching is the most profound. And every Dhamma teacher, every spiritual teacher always claim that his teaching is the best. And so, what do you think, Buddha? Because that is is very famous sutra because what the Buddha taught is very scientific. And so the Buddha said that, dear friend, don't believe to any any. Would even they 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 told you that they they copy from a very sacred text, dear friend. Don't believe to anyone. Even they called himself the best spiritual teacher. Don't believe in anything. You have when you hear something, you have to use your calmness, your stillness, your clear mind in order to distinct and then put into practice in you and if you put into practice it's work and it's bring more happiness, more understanding, more love in you. You only believe on that. Don't believe on everything even they call themselves the highest spiritual teacher, even they call that is come from God and big high spirituality. Don't believe it. You use your calm mind to look deeply and to put into your practice into yourself. And when it's work, it's bring peace, it's bring happiness, it's bring understanding in you that you believe. So that is Kalama Sutra is a very famous sutra because many teachers, Buddhists, try to use that in order to explain to those who interest on Buddhism. Mm. So on the but patriarch, our, our former patriarch also said the same. The patriarch said that don't, the patriarch said that it means you rely on the sutra only, you stick to the sutra too much. It means, it means three generations Buddha uh, unfair 
you will, you will make injustice to three generations of Buddha. <laughs> If you rely on every word, every word on the text given by the Buddha, and then you create a lot of injustice to three generations of Buddhas. So you have to use your intelligence, your deep look, your serenity and your deep look, and don't be caught by saying that, that is a Buddha said, so I have to blindly believe and blindly obey. No. You use your discernment, your clear discernment, your clear peace in order to see and then to put in practice. If it's work, it's, you do it. If it doesn't work, it could be something wrong. So, so when you study and you practice, you have to use your clear mind, your logic, and then you have to think, and you have to look deeply, and then you put into practice. And when it's work, it's really bring peace, bring understanding in you, and only that that you believe. But if you rely only word by word in the so-called sutra, but it could be wrong. And then you make injustice to three generations of Buddhas. So in the future, if you have some 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 mistake you have done, so you said you have to say that. I'm afraid that it could be wrong because contradict to what the Buddha said. Maybe it's good like that. And maybe Ananda Tishnathan have re <laughs> recorrect like this. <laughs> so there is many sutras speak about middle way. And it's always said that this is because that is. This is no because that is others know what is born that is born. This is born because that is born. That is die because this is die because that is die. So the middle path, the condition go arising text you you put that in that sutra is is not good so we need to know that the the path who brought you from the relative truth to absolute truth and you arrive The wisdom of adaptation. Or wisdom of conformity. <clears throat> Chinese is said accordingly adaptation
the wisdom of adaptation you can use the teaching of um, conditions manifestation of conditions co-arising conditions co-arising conditions teaching or middle way if you have you have that adaptation wisdom you use this teaching in order to be in touch with the most profound absolute truth is the nirvana the blessing the totally emancipation so is connected to you have to make it so they are connected Pratisamyutta, that that sutra and tamidhyari who can lead you from the relative truth to the absolute truth. Yankai adaptation. Go arising adaptation in order to connect with emptiness or to connect with the ultimate truth. Emptiness is a word that the use the Buddha used in order to describe nirvana. You have to use this skillfully in order to connect with nirvana. If you use only notion, then the notion cannot save. So that word emptiness is shunyata. It doesn't mean nihilism. It doesn't mean nihilism. It doesn't mean not at all. Emptiness here. Is not nihilism. This em- emptiness transcends the the yes and the no, the being and the non-being, overcoming birth and death. Uh, permanence and impermanence. Coming and leaving. And if you understand emptiness is non-being, is wrong. 
because it transcends being and non-being and it transcends. No being, no non-being. So this emptiness is also an antidote, a kind of of disintoxication. That emptiness is not a philosophical system. It's, it's a kind of pra- practical things to help you to go out of that coating by conventional notion. And in order to stop on this uh, affliction, conventional notion of affliction and so on, you have to follow that path, adaptation, wisdom, co-arising conditions. in order to connect with emptiness in Yangmana. And that group, that expression exists in the sutra where you have. You have told you to use that adaptation wisdom in order to connect with emptiness. That is from Agama, Samyutta Agama, 293. Adaptation wisdom. You use um, no self, no uh, no self impermanent, in order to go to the emptiness and to be at nirvana. One hour and a half, the Dhamma talk. 